If you do DEI activities without a vision, without clear outcomes that are not rooted in your organization's reality, you're missing out on a real transformation that can be happening to make your organization more diverse and more equitable and more inclusive, or to make your diversity that does exist feel honored and supported. If you don't have a clear vision or role for DEI, how will you know what you're working toward? Dream up your future state. What would diversity look like? What needs to change? And what needs to be created? You're listening to A Recipe for Transformation with Krista Wilson, a podcast that helps build unique recipes to translate dignity and caring into equitable, inclusive, and anti-racist behaviors in the workplace, helping you transform them into ones that create an environment that fosters dignity, humanity, and respect for all your employees. Because leading transformations that stick require more than just knowing the words. It's about understanding why we are doing what we do and putting people first. I get a lot of emails every week and uh, it's it's actually become a, a joke with my team because I get a lot of emails and these emails often are from folks who are trying to really figure out how to do diversity, equity and inclusion work. And they're looking for support from me as a known coach, strategist and advisor. And what people ask for, it really runs the spectrum. It runs the spectrum of their clarity of of what they're looking for the kind of support they think that they need, and to build upon the work that they've already done so far. So let me read some of the maybe top lines or headlines of the kinds of requests that come in my inbox. Krista, we want an organization that looks anti-racist. In fact, we want to be an anti-racist organization. Can you help us with that? Hi, Krista. We want to embed Jedi into our culture. Can you help us do that? Krista, we have diversity, equity, and inclusion as key values of our company, and we need your support. Are you available? Hi, Krista and the Wilson & Associates team. We're starting our DEI journey, and we're looking for a consultant. When can we set up time to talk? Hi, Krista. Do you do DEI training? We're launching our DEI efforts and we're looking for a DEI trainer. All of these requests have something in common. They have the words equity in there, diversity in there, and inclusion in there. They're organizations who are committed and they know that they need support. This is a beautiful thing. And it's evidence that organizations have taken the first step. However, There's a lot that these organizations and most organizations haven't done to prepare them for their DEI journey or to continue building upon the great DEI work that they've done so far. And because I want my clients and every organization to be successful as they pursue diversity, equity, and inclusion, I give what I call my loving nudge. So what's a loving nudge? It means that whether you're in my DEI dinner party membership program for folks who are employees leading diversity, equity, inclusion, 
Or if you're an organization that's hired me and my firm to advise you on your diversity, equity, inclusion efforts. My loving nudge is I want you to go deeper in your diversity, equity, and inclusion work so that you're moving beyond the more common surface activities that I know and the research shows will neither make you more equitable, more just, or inclusive. We've got to move beyond the surface activities that I think have really been the go-to for the last three years. Over my 15 years in business, I have seen that these days, people who find me, they know the jargon. They know the language to use. So they know roughly, I would say if I my consulting firm was a menu, they know what to order because they have this language and jargon down. They're ordering diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and justice support. However, for many of them, and I don't mean this in any judgmental way, they're almost frozen or stuck in this, what I call the jargon zone. And so when I ask the people who reach out to me for partnership or even my current paid clients what they mean by this jargon, they either A, aren't sure, or B, the meaning of these terms vary depending on who in the organization I'm talking to. And that means the work and how it's done varies too. But if we're trying to create something tangible, we're trying to actually create diversity, equity, and inclusion, it shouldn't vary that much inside of one organization that much. There should be clarity for everybody who works here about what's being created and why we're creating it. Because that's going to make sure that across every team, across the organization, everybody knows that they're on the right track. People need clear vision for diversity, equity, and inclusion so that they can develop or monitor diversity, equity, and inclusion as tangible outcomes of things that we're trying to create. So let's actually dig into this a little bit more. Let's unpack it. So a little while ago, I spoke at a conference for the American Services Commission, which is behind America's big public service efforts like AmeriCorps. And the participants who came to my talk, they came because they were trying to learn how can they disrupt their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts so that their DEI is transformative and intentional instead of being performative and surface. And while they came because they're engaged in some degree in DEI, they had questions in themselves, maybe a little doubt about whether or not they were the right ones who could do this DEI work in ways that were disruptive and dynamic and potentially impactful, hopefully impactful. And because they are doing DEI in some way, I asked my three, three of my favorite questions. The first question, and you think about this too, what is your vision for diversity, equity, and inclusion in your organization? If you were to close your eyes and imagine that you've created it, you've done it, what do you see? What's your vision for diversity, equity, and inclusion? The second question, why do you do diversity, equity, and inclusion? Why does it matter? And the third, do you have goals for it? 
What would be better enhanced, changed, or improved? I know I've asked these questions in other episodes of this podcast, but I always come back to them because they're so foundational and they're so often unanswered. Now, I heard from many folks that this was something new to them. These questions were new to them. It was the first time that they had considered them in this way. And it's not the first time that they've thought about the kinds of dynamics that DEI may help resolve. The people that I talked to at this conference were dealing with real racial, ethnic, gender dynamics. There was a real need to foster inclusion and belonging because of what's happening. And they are ready to move into action. And in fact, many of them may be moving into action already and are looking for support. Not unlike many of my clients who come to me in the first place. But did these folks have a vision for DEI and locked in? Did they have clear goals that they were working for? No, not yet. And what I did was I affirmed for them that these kinds of questions, this thinking of diversity and equity and inclusion as both a thing that we're trying to accomplish and outcomes that we could measure along the way, it's a new way of thinking for a lot of people. And so that they aren't alone if they had not thought of DEI in this way. And then I said to them that I imagine that they already know how to go from an idea, a concept, like I want to foster DEI and belonging. They know how to go from a concept and then move to, well, how do I develop that thing into a practice? And then move to, how do I create a goal so I know that I'm creating this vision of what I want to create. And so when they still looked at me like, I don't think I can do it, Krista. I gave them an example to demonstrate that they really do. And all of us know how to create a vision and then create a plan and measure outcomes to get to that vision. So I gave them the example of a party, which I love to do. So I asked the people in the room to think about an event that they might have coming up. When somebody said, I saw them mouth birthday party. So I told the room, let's imagine that we're going to have a birthday party. This is our vision. We're going to have a great birthday party. And then I asked the room, how would you know if your upcoming birthday party was going to be a success? What would you see? How would we know? And people said, well, there'd be good food. Well, our guests would have a good time. There'd be gifts for the birthday person. Guests who come would feel welcome and included in the activities. Somebody said, well, if anybody came who needed accessibility support, like they're in a wheelchair and they need support to get over the stairs and into the home, they would be able to get it. And then somebody said, well, the food didn't run out, that there was food in the midpoint and at the end of the party. And I said, okay, so if we had all of these things in place, does that mean that we probably had a good party? And people said, yeah, that means we had a really good party. Our vision for a good party would have been accomplished. So guess what? It's the same thing for diversity, equity, and inclusion. So here's what I ask you to consider. If you did diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, activities, programs, and planning in your organization, 
how would you know if it was a success? What would you see? What would you actually see? So let's actually break that down a bit. So for diversity, I know when I've talked to clients, sometimes that they've said that their vision for diversity has looked like, well, we would have a diverse workforce. And when I've broken that down with them further, they've said, well, we'd like to see a really great representative demographic composition of our workforce that reflects the community at large. And then what they've done from there is said, well, then we need to start creating some kind of activities where we can begin to diversify our workforce to change it because it's currently not reflective of the community that we serve. The representation is not what we want it to be. And so your activity could be whatever you could imagine that can help you get to that outcome. In my DEI dinner party, a membership program that I have here for DEI leaders, we've provided them with a demographic survey to actually assess your current demography at your workplace. And then we've given them what we call a DEI diversity demographic heat map dashboard. And that basically lets you put your survey data into a spreadsheet, essentially, and it will turn green, yellow, or red, red indicating where you really need to focus your diversification efforts. So for equity, we would ask the same question. What is your vision for equity? What's one thing that you might see in your vision for a more equitable workforce and a workplace? One of my clients said, well, we want to have a workplace where people are compensated for their talent, their skill, their performance, and their experiences, and that there's no pay disparity in the same role solely based on identity difference. So they're talking about pay inequity based on gender, race, et cetera. So their outcome that they started to talk about was, we want pay equity, just like I just said. They want pay equity based on gender, race, and other protected characteristics. So then when they started talking about DEI, they could create an activity, an investment or intervention to help them accomplish that vision. And their activity was a wage audit to start to look at who's getting paid, how much, how long, for what duties, et cetera, and to see if there's any inequity. And let's talk about inclusion. So if inclusion is a thing that we want to create, what does it look like? So for one of my clients, they talked about, well, all staff would feel encouraged and supported to participate and engage in team meetings. They would be encouraged and they would be included. And so one of their outcomes, a thing that they wanted to be able to, to track to see is, is there increased participation from staff? Are staff sharing their ideas? Are they publicly participating in these spaces? And so if that was your vision, what kind of activity might you create? What kind of effort could you design that could help staff feel encouraged and supported to participate and engage in their team meetings? I can tell you that for this client, they decided to totally redesign how they convene their staff. Everything from what are team norms, what are team agreements? How are agendas created? How are meetings facilitated? And how does all participants hold each other accountable? 
that's what they would want to see and that's what they would have to do. So what I would offer is we're starting to get to the nitty gritty. We're starting to get to the heart of moving beyond DEI from values and something that feels good. Like we stand for DEI and moving toward we actually want to see more diversity, more equity, and more inclusion. And here's how we will do it. Do you feel like you're getting some amazing pearls of wisdom on this episode? At Wilson & Associates, our mission is to help folks like you promote dignity and care at work, to transform workplaces into ones that are equitable, inclusive, and anti-racist. We believe that it's more than knowing the catchphrases. This transformation requires understanding why we are doing what we do, doing it with integrity, and centering our humanity and joy along the way. This podcast is just one of the many ways we feed our mission. At Wilson & Associates, we help our partners create fun, supportive, and innovative spaces where our collective humanity is nurtured, our imagination is sparked, and we co-create recipes for advancing racial justice and equity. We know there's a well of information on DEI out there, and it can be a little overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. The simplicity lies in creating your own recipe for transformation. We aim to put humanity and dignity back into DEI and our workplaces so that we can create environments where each of us can thrive. So head over to our website at wilson-and-associates.com to find out more about how we can help you and your organization. You can take our self-assessment that can help you explore the different dimensions of DEI in your own organization and determine the best starting point to find your own recipe for transformation at deidiagnostic.com. You can find all our links in the show notes. And let's transform the face of DEI into the face of dignity together. I'll tell you that no matter what your organization is, or what industry you serve in, your organization has to have a vision for what it means by DEI. And it needs a vision for diversity. It needs a vision for equity. It needs a vision for inclusion. Next, you have to have a reality check. You need to have an understanding of what's happening right now inside of your organization. Perhaps you already have a great demographic representation of diversity. So that's not what you need to focus on in terms of your demographic composition. Maybe there's something else in terms of retention or advancement. So once you have your reality check of what's happening right now, then you can think about what's the change you want to see. And then you get to your activity. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And that's where we do our best guess to help us think about the right intervention. And this is the hard thing, I think, for clients when sometimes when I have my first discovery call with them, I I maybe 10% think that they think I might be giving them the runaround when they ask me, can I do a training? Or can I do this very finite and specific activity that they've requested on that first introductory call? The answers are, yes, I can do those things. But what I really want to know is, 
if I do that one discrete task that you're requesting that I do, how is it connected to your vision for DEI? And what's happening in the context of DEI in your, in your organization right now? And if we do this finite, discrete task that you've come up with, will that actually help you go from where you currently are to where you want to be? And my instinct is oftentimes the answer is no, because we haven't done all this other foundational work. And this is why it's a discipline to stop thinking of DEI as values and start thinking of them as outcomes and things that we're trying to create. So here are three questions that I find can help you do almost like a litmus test with your DEI activity creation. How will this activity cultivate and honor diversity or help us achieve our vision for diversity? Number two, how will this activity promote and sustain equity or help us create our vision for equity? And three, how will this activity foster inclusion or help us achieve our vision for inclusion? And if you use any other acronyms, it's the same question. How will this activity help us achieve our vision for blank? It's just helping us make the connection between what we're doing and if we think it will help us achieve this other thing. And just so you know, and I'm not using the jargon, but where this comes from is this idea of a theory of change. And inside the DEI dinner party, we spend a lot of time talking about a theory of change because this is actually the foundation of a DEI plan. It's the foundation of a DEI activity. And if you don't have these fundamentals, we really are doing, as I jokingly call it, ragtag and random activities that we hope we're going to address diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we're not sure. We're just really not sure. So once you have your activities, later on you can get to your metrics, how you'll measure your success over time, and you can think about how you'll periodically check to see if you're on the right track, and then you can course correct. You can add and change uh, things over time. But before you even get to metrics and evaluation, you just have to first have sound vision, goals, and then activities. About a week ago, I was teaching inside of my membership program, and we were having a discussion about who is DEI for and what are DEI efforts supposed to do. And these are such critical questions to address if you want to have a measurable impact. And we discussed the importance of developing DEI goals. Something that's been just so interesting to me, and I think it's because I come from a background of public policy and doing work with actual government where we are really, I don't want to say forced, but we are by professional design looking at outcomes and then designing policies and, and strategies and investments to address those outcomes or inequities. So I think about goals and outcomes almost second nature. So I was I was really surprised to see the stat come out in February 2021. It came out with Perceptics, um, a study, and it said about 
76% of companies that were surveyed had no diversity or inclusion goals. Now, these are companies who are doing DEI work. So let me let me paint this picture. There are companies who have staff who are leading diversity, equity, inclusion. They have set aside money and they're investing in DEI. So they're doing training. Maybe they have done coaching. Maybe they have done investments in their marketing or branding. They've been doing DEI work. Maybe they've done a, a hiring blitz and they have no goals. None at all. That means if you were to ask these organizations who were surveyed, what was the impact of the work that they did, the work that they funded, and the time that they allocated, it may take a while for them to answer. And even still, the answer might be that they don't know. And again, I say this not from a place of shame. I'm saying it to elevate the point. But if you're listening to this podcast and you think, gosh, we also don't have DEI goals, I want you to know it's essentially an industry standard. And that's what I'm hoping to encourage us to to do differently as we consider about how do we change and disrupt the way that we've been doing DEI over the last several decades. It's a practice that many organizations just have not established. And the thing of it is, we as people are creatures of habit. So we tend to gravitate to what we know or what we've heard of. So when we decide that we're committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion, we gravitate to what we know. We do trainings. We edit job descriptions. We look at the demographic representation of our organizations or our leadership, and we say, we've got to hire more diversity. But here's what we really need to be doing. It's really this this three steps. First, dream up your future state. We don't even know what we're trying to create in our organizations and we're out here funding DEI work. We often haven't given ourselves the luxury, the real gift of envisioning this aspirational future state about what it could look and feel like to be experiencing honored diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that's the first gift I want every organization to do before they even put one nickel into DEI activities. Dream up your future state. The second thing I want folks to do, this is what we really need to be doing, is assessing our current state. We really don't do this. We don't know the current state of DEI belonging and justice in our organization. So in other words, how did we get to a place where DEI isn't where we hope for, where it isn't thriving? Because there might be some barriers that we have to eliminate. Nevertheless, things we have to create. But if we don't assess, we won't know. Also here, we've got to sometimes tend to the roots. This is a part of my consulting firm's framework. But by tending to the roots, I mean we might have to address some of the barriers to DEI that exists in our organization because anything we create might be hindered if we don't tend to the barriers that currently exist. In season one, episode three, I talk about the DEI diagnostic, some questions that you can ask to start to get a feel for what DEI can and does look like in your organization. And we have that available for free on our website that you can download 
if you need some support about getting a sense of your current state of events in your organization when it comes to the EI. That's your reality check there. And then the third thing that we really have to start doing is think about diversity, equity, and inclusion as an outcome. Each of these things are things we're trying to create, things we can work toward and measure along the way. What would diversity look like? And what are some activities that can help us get to that vision? Same thing with equity and same thing with inclusion. Moving beyond this idea of DEI as a value stance. We don't often do these three things because it takes investment of time, especially, and resources, and often a neutral facilitator from the outside like me to help run and design and facilitate these processes. And I understand it. It's sometimes easier, it feels easier, and certainly more desirable to jump right into the execution of tasks that people can see like a hiring process or DEI trainings from a box, even if it might be disconnected from where you are and where you want to be. And here's a truth that you should know. If you do DEI activities without a vision, without clear outcomes that are not rooted in your organization's reality, you're missing out. You're missing out on a real transformation that can be happening inside of your organization to make things more diverse or to make your diversity that does exist feel honored and supported, to make your organization more diverse and more equitable and more inclusive. If you don't have a clear vision or goal for DEI, how will you know what you're working toward? I ask my clients how we know that you're on the right path. So here's what I want you to sit with. If you want to create a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive organization, start documenting what it would look and feel like. Think about what needs to be different from how things are right now. What needs to change? And what needs to be created? And don't feel the pressure to be able to answer all of it now, to get all of the right answers on the paper. You may not have all the right answers right now. But whatever you can answer, it will make every step you take from here, all the future DEI investments of staff time, a coach, a consultant, it will make it much more impactful and much more clear. Because when we envision the future, it really will help you become more likely to create it. Creating unique recipes for how people can experience dignity and also thrive at work is a mission that involves and requires all of us. If you felt moved to take action through this episode, I hope you'll subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with the people that you know are gonna benefit from it. The more dignity and respect that we can build into the workplace, the more we can create the kinds of environments that foster and celebrate our humanity. In this episode, we spoke a little about my new membership, the DEI Dinner Party. The DEI Dinner Party is for people who are leading diversity equity, inclusion, well-being, and culture change inside of their organizations. 
It's for people who are looking for support, strategies, tools, and resources to help them be successful as they work toward building workplaces where people can thrive. By joining this membership community, you'll be enabled to build the skills to lead, to sustain your DEI efforts, to save money on DEI trainings and initiatives by getting exactly what you need all in one place, and that conserves energy. And you're gonna have access to a joy-centered community of peers that can assist you in your DEI goals. To find out more, go to recipefortransformation.com slash DEI dinner party. The link is also available in our show notes. Here's the thing, you can't sustain DEI in your organization if you aren't sustained. And the best way to do that is by building communities and places where you are supported and not alone. So I want you to join me and join the DEI dinner party and a community of leaders just like you to amplify your leadership and join forces to change the world. Mm -hmm.